Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus and his disciples reached the eastern bank of the Sea of Galilee. What Luke records is another amazing account of the power of Jesus and one that is challenging to understand. Please open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 8 as we study pigs or people. And as we prepare for today's study, join me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to open your word, to study passages like this that reveal not only the power of Jesus, but the appeal that Jesus has for some individuals and the lack of appeal that he has towards others. Father, you know the hearts of people. You know why we do what we do. I pray that you give us understanding, that you would give us an understanding of who Jesus is and what his desire is for our life, and that this passage might speak to us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus and his disciples had been traveling across the Sea of Galilee in a boat. And as they reached land, we read in Luke chapter 8, verse 26, Then they sailed to the region of the Gerasenes. Some of the other Gospels say the Gadarenes. And this region is opposite Galilee. Verse 27, when he got out on land, a demon-possessed man from the town met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and did not stay in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and said in a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torment me for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was guarded, bound by chains and shackles, he would snap the restraints and be driven by the demon into the deserted places. So as Jesus and his disciples reach the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee, as they get out of the boat, get out on land, this man approaches them. And he's obviously not wearing any clothes. He's demon-possessed. I can't imagine the kind of spectacle that he presented to Jesus and the disciples. He wore no clothes. He didn't stay in a house, but rather he resided in tombs. People had been guarding him. They would shackle him with chains, bind him, and he was so crazy with his demons, so driven mad, that with the power of the demons within him, he would snap the restraints and escape. And I expect that's what we see here. He has escaped from the tombs from his captors, from his guards, and now he has approached the sea where Jesus is. Evidently, according to this text, something has already taken place between these two, probably just prior to Luke's account, after Jesus has gotten off the boat, because we are told in this passage of scripture, in verse 29, for he, Jesus, had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Evidently, Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out, And the unclean spirit responded to Jesus, not by immediately coming out, but by asking a question. What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I beg you, don't torment me. Now the question, first of all, is 
what do you have to do with me? What do you want with me? Why not just leave me alone? But Jesus saw a man in torment, a man bound by demons, and he, in his compassion, obviously sought to set the man free. No one else could. The man was a prisoner, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, of these demons, and then of the people around who were afraid of him. He had no life whatsoever, and Jesus had compassion and had evidently told the demon to leave him. And the demon says, what do you have to do with me? But notice how he addresses Jesus. He knows that it's Jesus, first of all. Now, the name Jesus is very, very important. You and I use it all the time, and it means a lot to us. But it was God the Father, through the angel Gabriel, who said his name would be Jesus, and you shall call his name Jesus. This is Jesus from God's heart, from God's mind. The demons recognize who this is. They see him, they recognize him. He is Jesus, and he is Jesus, the Son of the Most High. Although many human beings who have walked this earth have not recognized Jesus as anyone of note, or they've not recognized that Jesus is the Son of the Most High God, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, the demons recognize who Jesus is, what his relationship is to the Most High God, and what his authority is. And they recognize, based on this question and other accounts we've seen Jesus have with demons, they recognize that he can do with them what he wants. What do you have to do with me? Then he pleads with Jesus. This demon pleads with Jesus. Demons cause our hearts to tremble. We have fear. Many people have bad nightmares over demons. Television shows portray demons in horror films, and yet this demon is begging Jesus not to torment the demon. That's the kind of authority Jesus has, and that's the kind of recognition and respect the demon has for Jesus. He's praying to Jesus, talking to Jesus, asking him, begging him, pleading with him, don't torment me. We're told in this passage of scripture that many times this demon had seized the man, had caused him to break loose of his chains and shackles. The man had been driven into deserted places by the power of the demons. Jesus' response in verse 30, What is your name? Evidently, demons have names. Evidently, groups of demons have names. And the response is, Legion, he said, because many demons had entered the man. There wasn't just one demon. There was a whole host of demons. We don't know the exact number. Some speculate a couple of thousand. Legion, he said, because many demons had entered him. And they, not he, they begged him not to banish them into the abyss. Jesus had the power to cast them into outer darkness, to cast them into the abyss. And they pleaded, they begged him not to do that, not to banish them into the abyss. Verse 32 tells us, a large herd of pigs was there, feeding on the hillside. The demons begged him. This is the third time we see that word, begged. The demons begged him to permit them to enter the pigs, and he gave them permission. Jesus answers the plea of the demons. The demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. All of those pigs on the hillside were destroyed. They were lost. Verse 34 brings an interesting twist to this passage. 
When the men who tended them saw what had happened, they ran off and reported it in the town and in the countryside. Now, we need to understand just one basic thing here. Pigs were considered by Jews to be unclean. So either the people who were tending them were not Jewish, because the region of Galilee was a place where Jews or Gentiles could live. So they were either Gentiles or they were disobedient Jews. And these pigs were kept far outside of town. But when the men who tended them saw what had happened, they ran off and reported it in the town and in the countryside. Then people went out to see what had happened in verse 35. They came to Jesus and found the man the demons had departed from sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. What a healing, what a restoration had taken place in this man's life. The demons were gone, and when the demons were gone, the man clothed himself and sat at Jesus' feet, learning from Jesus in his right mind. But when the people saw this, they were afraid. They were afraid of Jesus' power. Some speculate they were afraid of what Jesus would do to their income. You could speculate that they were afraid because they were dealing with pigs, unclean animals, and Jesus, being a rabbi, might judge them. We don't know. They were afraid. Meanwhile, the eyewitnesses reported to them how the demon-possessed man was delivered. Then all of the people of the region asked Jesus to leave them because they were gripped by fear. They didn't want Jesus to stay, either because of his power, because of his attitude or righteousness toward the law with the pigs, or because they thought profit was going to be lost if Jesus remained, because somebody lost a lot of money when the pigs ran off into the lake and drowned. But they were gripped by great fear, and they asked Jesus to leave. So getting into the boat, he returned. He left. He didn't stay where he wasn't wanted. What a sad thing here, that the people, for whatever reason, didn't worship Jesus for the restoration he brought to the life of this one man. They wanted him to leave their area, and Jesus does. He doesn't argue. He doesn't fight. He doesn't try to reason with them. He returns. He gets back into the boat, and he leaves. Verse 38 tells us a different part of this story. The man from whom the demons had departed begged him earnestly to be with him. The man wanted to go with Jesus. He wanted to follow Jesus. But he, Jesus, sent the man away, saying, Go back to your home and tell all that God has done for you. Jesus was leaving, but he was asking this man to remain and be a witness, to share his testimony, to proclaim the good works that God had done for him. And we're told at the last part of verse 39, and off he went, proclaiming throughout the town how much Jesus had done for him. Although Jesus had left, the gospel had not left. The testimony had not left. A man who had met Jesus and was delivered of his evil spirits was still there. Jesus doesn't have to be in your home physically. He doesn't have to be in your town physically to have a presence there. If we are faithful to the Lord Jesus, we proclaim his truth, we are filled with joy and thankfulness at the understanding of what great grace God has given toward us, his love demonstrated toward us, then wherever we are, the light of Christ shines brightly, if we're faithful, and this man was. He went off, proclaiming throughout the town how much Jesus had done for him. I don't think they could shut this man up. Jesus had left, but the gospel, the word, 
the works, the actions of Jesus had not. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We ask you, Father, to help us to be like this man, to recognize with gratitude and with eyes of understanding what great love you have bestowed upon us through faith in Jesus Christ. And then understanding, helping us to proclaim, to allow the love of Christ to flow from our lives, flow from our lips into the world around us. Help us, Father, to be that thankful and that faithful so that wherever we are, the gospel of Jesus Christ flourishes. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.